0: say welcome to everyone and what we've decided to start doing is create a podcast so I'm welcoming everyone that is listening by podcast and um, I believe there is a word from the Lord I would love to have some kind of anniversary message uh, but but I don't I got exactly what you needed for this time amen And so I want to go over to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew 16. I know some have the custom of standing. We give you the choice here. Amen. Matthew chapter 16. I'm going to wait till you get there. At verse number 17 through 20. Matthew 16. Starting at verse 17, when you get there, say amen. That way I know what you're ready to rock and roll. I'm going to be reading out of the new King James Version. Some of you may have the King James Version. If you're old school, if you're new school, you probably got the message or some tripped out type of um, interpretation. Y'all got it? 17, Matthew 16, starting at verse 17, and it reads Dusty. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are, that, are you, Simon bar for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also ta- say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you bind on earth, will be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded the disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. Amen. You may receive it. If you don't mind, today I'm going to be able to go cerebral. I've got a bunch of smart folks in here today, so I'm not trying to impress you, but at least get you going. I'm reminded of uh, Albert Einstein, who had a 160 IQ, and he was just uh, physicist, and really, he really uh, gave us the the theory of relativity, that actually is one of the pillars for modern day physics. Uh, But what was so impressive about him? That not only was he a scientist, but he was a philosopher. So a lot of us who quote a lot of stuff, we quote a lot of things from Einstein. But in those days, when you were a philosopher, you was either a philosopher. Or oh, he was a scientist. And so he was one that kind of was able to do both. And you said, What does that have to do with anything that you're talking about today? Well, it has a lot to do with it because I submit you the reason why he was able to form both rings is because he really had a revelation. And so just for a little while today, I want to talk about revelation, the secret ingredient. So, you know, when people have businesses and everything else, they have what you call like the secret sauce. What makes my business so good? Or what makes my organization so good? There's something secret about it. Uh, there are certain things like when you, when you now most people try to duplicate it, but they can't with the, the Big Mac sauce. Guess what? It's a sauce because there's a certain ingredient in it. Oh, okay, let well, me go to the next one then. Maybe Kentucky Fried Chicken where they got a special spices a secret ingredient and so there's an ingredient that God has placed in your life that he's giving you that really Distinguishes you from everyone else And so we hear over in Matthew chapter 16 over there at of Philippi and some of you've heard me say this before isn't it amazing that Jesus is asking this real spiritual question in probably one of the most carnal places of that time. All right, let me see if I can make it a little bit more plain—not for y'all, but the folks listening by podcast. If you ever been in the club, don't raise your hand. And then God starts to speak to you about some stuff that ain't got nothing to do with the. the. That's why they'll tell you we used to. It used to be a time we'd go and put um, cards on their on their. Um, on the cars outside the club, so that when you go up in the club and you come up oh, and then you see, like, it must be God, you know, you have a church fly. Some folks didn't even got saved in the club. Well, let me, let me do it this way. Maybe. Some of us may have, perhaps, might have been those things we shouldn't have, but at that particular time, we get a revelation that we. They never think that we would be getting At that particular time I'm going to let that soak for you Why? Because it is the secret ingredient So you say, well pastor, what is a revelation? I'm glad you asked A revelation is an act of making known Or communicating divine truth An act of making known Or communicating divine truth and so when we think about that, I, 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 I really extracted two things from that. The first was reflection, and the second was reaction. I got a bad habit of reflecting but not reacting. Well, what you mean? Well, you can be talking to me, and I'm listening, and I hear it. But then I let you keep going if it's not a call to action. Why it's not. So what do you mean about not a call to action? See, that's a you know a sales term. But like when you're advertising, I can say, hey, you know, this is the the best chicken in the world. That's you know that's somewhat advertising. But a call to action is come down to my place and eat. So i called you to do something. And so it's one thing for us to reflect. But it's another thing for us to react. I'm gonna let that one. show. what you mean, Pastor? so some some folks God is talking to, and you're reflecting on it, and you you know, and you get it, and there's a real revelation, but you ain't getting no reaction. So i submit to you that revelation is not revelation unless it's revealed. Well, what you mean? I'll be sitting up here talking, you know, for just a few minutes. And some of y'all gonna get some of the stuff I say, and some of y'all won't. So guess what? It'll be revelation to some folks, but it won't be revelation to other people. I got some teachers in here, you know, we, we understand that we got tier one and tier two and tier three. So, you know, when we get to the tier ones, that's for everybody. So I throw everything out. Then when I get to tier two, it's another little group that they really didn't quite get it. They need a little more kind of attention. And so then I'm gonna drill a little bit deeper, and then you got to agree with them folks. that need some real intervention. I got some in your family, you know. They need, they need some real, intervention, they need some real prayer. And, and, and so you have to make sure that when you receive this revelation, not only do you reflect, but you gotta react. I see plenty of people that go to church
1: every day, every Sunday. Man, they fat on the Word, but they ain't doing nothing.
0: Okay, let me make it um, for those who don't go to church. y'all, folks, this is my podcast. Some folks go and get professional development, and they never get any better.
1: Some folks go and get counseling, but they never get
0: any better. So they reflect, but they ain't reacting. And so a revelation, a real revelation, it's when it makes known and you communicate but not only do you reflect, but you react. So, why did I go through all that? I did that to set you up. So, as you start to receive this word today, Harry, from now on, make sure not only do you reflect on it, but make sure you react on it. So, now with that commercial, let's get into my discourse. If you have message notes, you see that I have some, 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 some. Uh, what I call nuggets, just to kind of give this an outline of, of where to go. So let me go just line upon line. Is that okay? Because that's what I, do, I teach, by that's right. So, so over in verse 17, it says, Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father, who is in heaven, so let me give you the pretext. The pretext was that Jesus had asked them, like, who the man I said who I am? And then some folks said, they said, you the father. They said, you this. They said, you that. How many times that people think you one thing or really you something else? And then you expect the people that are closest to you to know really who you are. Now, I don't, I don't care about everybody else, but you all to know. And so it's amazing that these people have been walking with Jesus, but they don't even know really who he is. But then Simon Barjona, Peter, my boy Peter, Peter always got a revelation. Remember? Because he was the one that said, Lord, let me out, he didn't need to come. He walking on the wall. Here it he is now. He has another revelation. But watch this. Not only did he reflect and he reacted, when Jesus said, he asked, guess what? He saved. He wasn't like me. He gave a response. So here's key number one prayer time with God is a must. Prayer time with God is a must. The reason why Peter is able to understand and have a revelation is because he spent time with the Father. As a matter of fact, when you look at Jesus, every time Jesus would work a miracle, what would he do? He would leave, go off, and pray somewhere. Then he'd come back and he'd do something else. Leave and go off. Why? He spent time in prayer.
1: Prayer is important. And I don't mean
0: thus and thou and thee. Whatever
1: it is that you use, make sure you pray and spend time with God. Now, let me just throw this
0: one in for free. Don't just keep asking God for something. Sometimes let Him talk to you. Sometimes why don't you just sit down and let God speak to you. A lot of times we get to the point where we want to do all the talking and don't want to do no listening. Okay, not in this room. But as I was looking at stages of prayer, I, 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 I'm looking at it, and, and the first thing is we've got to confess, we've got to use confession. In other words, we've got to put it on our lips, we've got to see We have to see It's amazing that when we get to church, we become the most shocked in church than anywhere else. We be acting a fool at the game. I'm talking about even the little league games. It's to the point now, you know, the little league games. Everybody got jerseys on, the names on the back, going crazy. You want to fight the officials and everything else. I mean, you serious about that? I mean, it's 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 time time. It's okay if they lose. But we went to this we went to the peanut bowl but we we i was mad i said they cheated, they cheated but you yell and you scream and you you know there's a confession you quick to say whatever it is that you need to say but in church we are not so there's that first level of prayer you you, you there has to be this sense of confession, and not just from I've done something wrong confession, but then also as a confession as in profession, saying something. But then there's another stage, it's concession. And so concession is simply a thing that is granted, especially to the response of a demand. So now you know when you ask God for something, or when you have a conversation with Him, gonna also require something of you. So we have to make sure that we concede to Him. There has to be a concession. But then the last one that I really like is secession. That's the gradual or orderly process of change. The gradual or orderly process of change. So that's what. So you hear people talk about we need to do some secession planning. In other words, we need to make sure that we make this gradual change so that it's going to be stable. It's the same way in your press stage that it has to get to a point that when you start praying, you've made a confession, now you've conceived to what God wants you to do. Now you get to a point where there's a gradual and stable change. There's no way in the world you can be in the Word for 30 years and still be the same. I gonna say that again. There is no way in the world that you can be in the world for 30 years and still be the same. You should be changing over and over. You should be evolving each and every last day. Every day you should be saying, God, okay, renew me today. Let me get a little bit better today than I was yesterday. And if we do that at some
1: point, we're going to get to perfection. But there has
0: to be succession it has to be succession. so prayer time is a must the reason why peter was able to do that guess what because he has spent time with the lord and i also say to you in verse 18 you are peter and on this rock i will build my church i gotta stop right there for a minute so if we want to be at the church, you mean to say, Pastor, but we really need to start doing to get a revelation? Yes, amen. If you want to grow the church, you've got to have a revelation. And so there's several types of revelation. Let me go ahead and give you key, uh, key number two. Church growth is biblical. Church growth is biblical. So when people tell you that God don't want the church to grow, Him, Him about like them big old churches and all that kind of stuff. That ain't God, that ain't God, the devil is alive. Church growth is, I, I mean, I can take you over in acts. Maybe it's like the second chapter, where it said about 3,000 added to the church daily. So it's not like if uh, you, know, you prefer to be a small church, great. If you prefer to be a, uh, you know, a mega church
1: or whatever, great. Whatever you be, be where you be.
0: Ebonics 101 and 201, but my pastor used to have a saying, be where you are, be where you are. So if you have one place, be there. Don't be somewhere else. You know like you have one job, but you really want to be somewhere else. I ain't going to even touch the household. So when I says you know you was dating somebody but you really wanted to be somewhere else, you know they say your mind is with me, but I mean your body's with me, but your mind's on the uh, side of town. Not in this church. This is for the people listening to my part. I ain't trying to start no riot up in here.
1: But he says, "On this rock I will build my church." So church growth
0: is important. But watch this. I, I submit to you that, that I'm more concerned, and my members have heard me say this. I'm more concerned about the members growing individually than I am this church growing as a corporate body. Why? Because if they grow individually, the church will grow. Don't y'all know? Man, I don't know okay, Lord, I just it just like I did. Do. Don't y'all know that if we got five, ten, many people that come on a regular basis, if they live their life to the fullest. I mean, and God's doing everything in their life. They go, We don't have a need that, that need to be met. We can do ministry. So there's a difference between mega church and make a ministry. See, gentlemen, I you can have five thousand folks, but if you ain't doing that for the community, or if you ain't doing that for folks that need help, then you ain't. You just got a mega church. So you ain't not gonna make a ministry. And you can have five, ten people. And be doing mega ministry, doing the things that you need to do. But you have to start individually. What you mean, Pastor? Well,
1: if you ain't making your mortgage, you ain't fixing to hear me talking about tithing. Yes, yeah, I'm just keeping it real. Y'all yeah, looking at me like, I ain't heard nobody say that.
0: But the members have, they're telling a heartbeat because I can't pay the mortgage. So you need to make sure you manage your finances, make sure that you give accordingly, and let God do what he does. And so I would prefer, and I'm praying that as individuals we all grow. Number one, spiritual, Because you can't do nothing without the spirit. The Bible talks about what Matthew, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these T-H-I-N-G-S will be added unto you. So seek him first, and then the things that come set. And really, to be honest with you, the things you can't take on what you know, and you can't
1: and when they just don't ride. So why always
0: be after stuff? Instead of us seeking God and seeking peace, I tell folks all the time, I have to have peace and favor than anything else. You give me peace and favor before my, I'm good. What you mean? Well, why do I need to be VIP? Or sister Lisa's VIP
1: and she take me with her. This <laughs> the same thing. This is the same thing. And so we have to understand and recognize that, that we need to stop chasing the stuff. And the first thing needs to be that we need
0: to be trying to grow spiritually. How do I grow spiritually, Master?
1: Well, I read the word. Some of us don't read the word until I come in here and I go over to that's why I give our message, though, know, so got an excuse not to do a devotion. Because you can just use that and I'm mad. Read the Word. Say thing you got to pray. You can't just be sitting around and praying when you need something.
0: You know, y'all get mad when somebody just asks you for stuff all the time. Okay, then, let me just talk about myself. Then. I don't like to about every time they call me, all the time they want to call me when they want something. See, I got to the point I got real smart. I didn't say slick. I say smart. That I call and check on people from time to time, especially if I got a relationship with them. I say, hey man, I just called a chick in. Why? And I don't even tell them, because I don't want to call every time I call y'all, yeah, want something. And the next time I call, y'all yeah, might want something. But this time I don't want it. but to say hello. But you gotta pray. You have to pray. I know y'all thought I was off somewhere, else, but I am right what right? I need to do spiritually, financially, and guess what? God blesses you to be a blessing. When well, He's growing us, and so some of us, as we've been struggling for so long, The found we make it, and instead of us being a blessing, and giving, and doing the things that we used to do before we got, then all of a sudden
1: we start shooting out.
0: Wait a minute, now
1: you're able to pay all your bills, you was giving all your money right before you could pay all your bills. Now that you've got some money, you won't get nobody Thank
0: don't let the stuff control you, you control the stuff. So we must, but we got to grow financially. Why? Because the Bible talks about how money answers all things, but you got to pay your bills. The Bible talks about, it's better that the Bible and the that not pay. What you mean? So in other words, don't charge me that credit card and you know you got the money to pay for it. Man, I don't know why I'm over here, but I'm just going to flow. Anyhow, so y'all put them, on, and I can say what he tells me to say. But you, you got to grow spiritually, financially, but then the last one is emotional. And I've been on this um, emotional keep for I don't know about the last three or four months in my regular job. And so you know, I talk about a lot. but let me just tell you what the what a, a, a good definition of emotion is. It's a natural, instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstances, mood, or relationship. It's a natural, instinctive state of mind deriving from one's what? Circumstances, mood, and or relationships. And so as I go and I coach people, one of the things that I've been really preaching lately is to say, Hey, you need to have some emotional intelligence. What do you mean? Some people don't know how to talk to them about. It's some folks that don't really know how to interact with people. Got a fire attitude with everybody, but you get saved though. And you know that's what the folks at the break room saying about you. She told the church he was saying. but cussing everybody out, backstabbing, keeping up mess. But you see in our corporate prayer, we talk about that we're a walking epistle being read by all men. Believe it or not, you are a walking epistle being read by all things. So Guess what? They're looking at you, and they equate you with the kingdom. You are some some folks, and I want you to take this in right context, but sometimes you're going to be the only Jesus that some people see. There, there's a reason why, and and, and I, can't, I can't re-preach that. Maybe it's somewhere uh, on the podcast or somewhere, but, but we did a series talking about evangelicals and how... Um, you know, it's, I don't know, I forgot what it was, but like 60 or 70% of people said they're evangelical, but only 20% of the folks going to church and active. So somebody lying, like that, right? But the reason why a lot of people are not going to a physical church is because they look at the examples and they say, well, if they like that, they don't need me going. I just checked all those thing out. and just, you know, need it. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. And so as believers, we have to make sure that we are the example to let folks know that we for real. We make mistakes like everybody else. We're going to miss the mark like everybody else. We get mad like everybody else. You know how the Bible, the Bible even talks about be angry but sin not. Also says don't let the anger go down on your wrath. I mean, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. And be slow to anger. So here it is. He, so that means that as believers, we're going to get mad sometimes. You're going to have what I call heated fellowship sometimes. Okay, arguments. I'm working on my confession. So heated fellowship. But guess what? It's okay to talk through some stuff, it's okay to communicate. Why? Because if I don't know, if you don't what? If you don't tell. Man, I'm all the way on whatever, and I'm still dealing with the emotion. Because you can't be really saved and grow as a believer if you all told up emotionally. Emotions can destroy a life. But not only do we need to grow individually, we also need to grow corporately. So as a church, and not just this church, but as a church, universal church, we have to grow. Spiritual. Why? We have to now. I think that we need to be more spiritual now than more so than any time ever before. Why? Because there's so many things out there now, so many different philosophies, and the you know they said the universe and all this kind. Of, they, they they want to do everything but call the name Jesus and God. When they use is biblical principles, but then they circumvent the one who created. And so, as a church, we have to become more and more spiritual to make sure that we're able to counteract it. I don't know about y'all, but but we used to do it a lot. You Where know, we used to go out on the street and witness and, and preach to folks and all that kind of stuff. Boom, knock on the doors all that. You mess around and knock on the wrong door, or you run up on the wrong person, and they won't know more word than you do. And they have you, and they say, "Yo, you, know, you converted to something else."
1: Why? Because they have
0: studied. What they're supposed to know. And so we have to make sure that we as a corporate body, we become more spiritual. Also, we become more financial. It should be a situation where we always got to be faith-based on let for the government to give us something. We're trying to, we're trying to. And then he just throws us in for free. You don't write grants if you're looking for money. You write proposals to receive a grant. I just thought I'd throw that in for free but we're always looking for something but it should be to the point where the church will start to revive for other folks so we have to grow financially in order to do that because you still have to pay bills but then lastly how you should grow is physically remember my that example of an axe where the church grew by three thousand in one day I mean, if you go to some churches, like overseas, I mean, man, they got literally tens and hundreds of thousands in one particular church. They have the church in stadiums. So I mean, the church can grow. You just got to make sure that you grow with the church. That's why it's important for individuals to grow too, because if you don't, and the church is growing, and the individuals don't grow, then we're going to have a problem. Then it becomes deformed. Why? Because if, well, let me just say it like this. If, if 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 the church is growing, but then you not growing, then the infrastructure can't hold up the church. Like when when we were younger, we had some guys that were growing faster than what they probably needed to, and so their their frames couldn't really hold. That's why they were all their bones were sore, they were fra- because their brain, they could I mean they, their bones couldn't couldn't hold the frame that. They, as it was grown, it's the same way as a, as a corporate church. If individuals are not grown, then guess what the church can grow. I always use this example where you know when you start a new church or when you're small, a lot of times people are doing different things, and sometimes you're just a placeholder. And then when um, when the person who comes in, who's supposed to be doing, it, then they get mad. All right, let me do an example. I ain't talking about you, But they've been singing in the choir, but they really, they okay. And they be the background singer, but then when God said the soloists, then they're well, 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 Why she, why she you get to lead out the song?
1: Well, because she can sing, and you cannot. That's right, right, hear me? And then they mad with you.
0: Well, that's how she light up. To our favor
1: to you. I've had folks to do it where they would they would start something in the church, then God would send someone, I mean, phenomenal that you know they're anointed for, and then when they started to do it, they got an attitude. Ain't they had a lady one time in the seat? She had her seat and she sat there at Sunday. And, and a visitor came one time and she came and told her that she was in her seat. She didn't know though, that there was one of my friends and I ain't invited. So of course the lady told me. And of course I confronted her. You don't own no seats in here. But as the church grows, the individual has to grow. Because if she had been growing, the first
0: thing she would have said, you know what? I usually sit here, so it must have been meant for you to be my partner today, my praise partner. So I'm going to sit right over here on the other side and we're going to praise the Lord today. And I hope you come back. I want that to be a good thing that I got to change seats, so that when I get this seat, I get used to it. Somebody else come and take that seat, then I go to the next seat. That's when you know that you're growing. All right, let me give you another example. You know, sometimes people get married and it's just them, and then they have a child. It was all good while it was just us. We going places, we eating out, we doing this, we doing that. And then when that child comes, oh, we ain't ready to go ahead and do that. We ain't ready to do that. We ain't ready to do that. And then somebody got an attitude.
1: Why? Because they like, man, wait a minute, now this child,
0: man, it's your child too. Have y'all ever heard of people babysitting their own children, you call that what you doing, my baby? You say, ain't that your child? <laughs> oh, I grace I'm back. And, and so, so it says, to build my church and the gates of hell shall not, that's what your text probably says. shall not prevail against it. So guess what, when the church grows, then guess what, you now build up a fortress against hell. So I don't want to go to a church that's strong, so that, guess what, because you're going to go through some hell sometimes. And so I want to be a part of a church that when I come in, I hear a word exactly that I need for that week. Or I need a pastor, or I need somebody in the church that's praying for me, and even when I don't know that they're praying for me, they're praying for me at the time they need to be praying. Sometimes I pray for some of y'all. I don't know why I'm praying, I just pray. Why? Because I've been led to pray. But if I'm your pastor, I'm supposed to be doing what? Praying for you. And guess what? That's why you're supposed to pray for me too. Because guess what? If you don't pray for me, they ain't going to be hard for me to pray for you. Not because it's a quid pro quo thing. Not because I'm doing it because you're doing it for me. But I need to be able to be on 10 all the time so that I can be a blessing to you. That's why you hear me say all the time, I be going in there. Because I be wanting to just be able to come in here and just give you the word.
1: And I was telling some
0: buddies in my last week, I I don't care if it's five folks, I'm going to preach like it's five thousand. I ain't interviewing for Jase, I'm interviewing for the Lord. Because let the truth be known, I ain't got to be famous. Why? Because I don't want nobody talking about me for real. Okay, being that alone. Verse 19, I'm almost finished.
1: And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven.
0: Here's key number three, my last point. God-given authority allows the church to be victorious. God-given authority allows the church to be victorious. So, he's, so, he, so not only is he going to build the church, not only is he going to put up a fortress against hell and against everything that comes against you, but then he's going to give you the authority to be victorious. I wouldn't want to come to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, listening to everybody on TV and podcasts and everything else and still not living victorious. So we have to get to a point and understand and know that guess what? If we would just exercise the authority, so that comes from the Greek word exousia, which means privilege, force, capacity, competency, and mastery. When he gives us that authority that, so sometimes we, as a preacher, we preach about dunamis. We preach about that dunamis power. But there's something to be said about the Azusi when you have the authority. See, you can tell a lot about a person by the number of keys they have. I'm going to say that again. You can tell a lot about a person by the number of keys that they have. I worked in a school for a long time. And two of the most powerful folks in the school, you know who they were? The principal and the custodian. Why? Because they had all of the keys. They got access to everything. And so when we get to a point in our spiritual walk that we will allow God, if he gives us the keys, if he gives us the access, if he gives us the authority,
1: all we got to do is use. Now watch this, I'm going to trip you out long, man, this plane It's amazing that I don't care what place it is for the most part, unless they really designated, but just about anywhere you never, not
0: put it like this, in your workplace, there's some places that you aren't supposed to be, And you have got access to. But if you
1: started to stone in there, you wouldn't even think twice about it.
0: Why? Because they have the authority and they have the access to be able to go wherever it is that they need to go. That's the same thing with God.
1: And that's what he's saying about the church here in this verse. That I'm going to give you the keys. I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now, I'm, I said I was dumb, but, but there's one last thing. He said, what you're on earth, I'm going to be bound in heaven. So guess what? All you need to do He's it
0: here. I see the you, is already bound in heaven. Yeah. The Bible said, you like yourself in Him to give you the desires of your heart? And that doesn't mean like whatever I'm designing, He's telling you what you need to desire. So we have the access. So the first thing is, prayer time is a must with God. Number two, church growth is biblical. But number three, God-given authority allows the church to be there but well, y'all, I promise y'all, I ain't out of word, I'm just really out of time. And so let's pray. Father, we thank you now for this opportunity to celebrate two years. God, we praise you for the things that you're doing in our lives, individually and corporately. And we pray now that you'll continue to keep us and bless us. And we'll continue to give the praise God in the glory. In Jesus' name, we pray now. While we got eyes closed and ears bowed, you may be here today. You may never ever remember the time of imagine Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. The Bible declares over Romans ten, verse nine: "You confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised you from the dead, and you shall be saved. With your heart, you don't believe unto righteousness, but with your mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So, if you know that you need to be in right, you need to be saved." And you've you never ever given your life to Christ. This first of is where you can simply just raise your hand. And he's trying to embarrass you nothing like that. Secondly, you may be here today, you say, you know what the pastor, I'm saved, but man, I'm next to you. the news for the Bible that he's married to the backslide. In the New Testament, he says, when he holds his hand, no man can plug him out. So I don't care what you did last year, last week, just, just a few minutes ago, God is waiting right here to restore you, not me, I'm just here as a part of contact. It's almost like the, the younger son when he went off and did all the righteous living. When he came back home, the father, you know, killed the fattest calf who a part, had a ring, rolled, shoot. He had the whole nine yards for his son, because he said, My son had return, God is waiting right here to restore you too. So if you know that you can be back in be back the right standing with God, the second is you can be the is separation. Thirdly and finally you may be here today and you said, you know what, Pastor Man, I'm saved in that right standing. You know, really, to be honest, I just came on here to visit, you know. But but I feel a tug in my spirit. I, I just believe that this is really where I'm supposed to be. I promise you, I can't think of a better place to worry about you than Word of the Community Church, Greater Birmingham, where well, we're gonna push you, we're gonna love on you, we're gonna push you in the direction of God would have you to go, and teach you line upon line the principles of God. So if you know you need a church home this third of for you should situation. So first for salvation, second for restored and If you need a church song, These three appeals are for you. Amen. If all hearts and minds are satisfied. Thank y'all so much. Come on, give God a hand of I want to say thank you to uh, Pastor Harris. Saw him come in. Come on give y'all let's get them on hand shut the we shall build in them and we really we work together. So I already told that the 29th we're gonna get out. And we just don't say this publicly. So see if I say it publicly, then I ain't got no choice to, do, to be, but you know, so the today in terms of our invites. And so I'm really kind of an issue with that. And so on the 29th. I'm, I'm, I'm even like to sow a little seed for him to come. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to make sure. So let's do that, y'all. Let's, let's do that. Let's invite. You know what? I can tell a lot about your, about your church, about your home, or whatever, when you invite people. Amen. And so, you're going to invite folks. Tell them to come. Will y'all bless? You time? Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. And I see my auntie said, hey, my dogs, how you doing? That's my thing, y'all. Y'all give my love. Y'all ever had one in the town, of relatives? She, she had gotten to the point so frustrated with me, I wouldn't uh, call her back fast enough. She just sent me a postcard, and she gave me invite me. So, she keeps me on form. Amen. I can't go nowhere around the world. And the first